It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Jack Armstrong begins his 16th year on the air. 3,265 stories have been broadcast to the youth of America. Thrilling adventure stories which have brought pleasure to countless millions of children. Through the years, Jack Armstrong has presented a whole world of exciting romance. The mysteries of faraway lands, the strange customs of their people, adventure on the high seas, dangers of the jungles, a variety of interesting fact and fiction. We're proud of our long record on the air and look upon it as an endorsement by our audience. Jack Armstrong will continue to be the symbol of fair play and good sportsmanship to the youth of our nation. And now, Jack Armstrong and the Phantom of the Sawdust Trail. A performance of the Boland and Bond Circus is going on in the big top as our story begins. Jack Armstrong and Vic have been questioning Hans Stormer, the lion tamer, in connection with the attempt on Jack's life. Someone shot at Jack as he floated to the ground in a parachute. From his high vantage point, he could see the entire circus lot. When the shot rang out, Jack saw the flash of the explosion and signaled Al Bond, who raced to Clown Alley, hoping to catch the would-be assassin. Al was overpowered, but gave Vic and Jack a fair description of his assailant. A large man, dressed entirely in black. Large, bushy eyebrows showing over the black handkerchief covering his face. Only one man on the circus grounds answered this description. Hans Stormer, the lion tamer. All right, Billy. What did you learn from Hans Stormer's wife? Let's move away from the truck a little farther. He can hear us, Vic. Not if you talk quietly. Jack will keep him in his chair, and that's a good ten feet away from him. Okay, Vic. It isn't what I learned from his wife. Look. Uh-huh. And he said he didn't own a rifle. It was in his truck, Vic. Is that where Mrs. Stormer was, in his truck? Yeah, she was over there a few minutes ago. What about his alibi? Did you ask Mrs. Stormer if he was with her at 210? Uh-huh. She said he was, Vic. She said she remembered because she had to remind Lady Thunder to take her medicine at 2. She went over to their dressing top right after that. Why don't you come in here? Why don't you tell me what my wife said? Billy. 
take that rifle over to our truck. Be careful how you handle it. He may find some fingerprints on it. Okay, Vic. Betty's over there covering the radio set. I'll see if she's heard anything new. All right, Billy. We'll be here on Albon's top. What did my wife say? She remembered I was in my dressing top, did she not? Yes, she proved your alibi, Ham. You see, it's like I told you. I hunch Storm are being accused of all these things. I am a good man. We're glad to hear that, Ham. You uh, said you didn't have a rifle, didn't you? I do not have a rifle. Uh, all right, Hans. We're through with you. Any further questions to ask him, Jack? No. I don't want you to say anything to the rest of the people on the show, Hans. We don't want them to know we're working for the SBI. After the treatment you have given me, you ask favors. I promise you nothing. That attitude won't get you anywhere, Hans. I do not need the SBI. I do nothing wrong. You had no right to accuse me of murder, smuggling. We didn't accuse you, Hans. We merely questioned you. To unstormer it means the same. I suppose now my wife is so nervous wondering about me, she will be sick again. There's no reason for her to know what has taken place under this top. I know how you policemen work. You question everybody. Soon all people's point at me until I feel like I'm a criminal. I know how you work. Now let me go. Go ahead. Someday I learn who lied about Hans Stormer, and it'll be too bad for him. Someday I learn. Looks as though we've made an enemy, Jack. That man could be very dangerous. His wife may have known the reason Billy was questioning her and said what she did to give him an alibi. We'll double-check her story, Jack. He's still a suspect, in my opinion. Billy found a rifle in his truck. He did? Well, then why didn't you... Want to check it for fingerprints. Put a tracer on it to find out who purchased it. Did uh, Al find the bullet in the stuffing of that dummy? Yeah, here it is. Good. And then we can check that against the rifle. Oh, listen, Windjammer's playing the closing number. The performance will be over in a few seconds, Vic. Al Bond will be coming back in here. We'd better get over to our truck and discuss this thing further. Okay, Jack. What is wrong? You look so angry. Shut up, woman. What did you tell that boy who came over here asking for me? What should I tell him but the truth? He asked me where you was ten minutes past two. I told him... I told him you were in your dressing top getting ready for your animal act. Good for you, Louise. I always can depend on you. What is wrong, Hans? Why did he want to know this? SBI. Snooping policemen again. Never will we be free of them, Louise. Policeman yet? That young man, a policeman? Oh, dear. Why do you say, oh, dear, like that? Did you not send him for the rifle? What rifle? What are you talking about, Louise? He came over here to the truck. The rifle was there on the floor near the door. He said you sent him for it. You mean... Louise, we must get that rifle back. If it is missing when he returns, he will blame us. I must get that rifle back. I have told you I don't like that man. Why do you let him bring guns in here? Why do you make a friend of such? Why do you ask me? Have you not gone through all of this with me? You know why I make a friend of him. I have to. Tonight, tonight, after it is dark, I must search that truck. I must get that rifle back. And tonight, you must get rid of those other packages he left with us. Where should I take them, Hans? You must take them away from here. Burn them. What will he say? I take care of him once and for all if he so much as says one thing. 
I, Hans Stormer, am afraid of no man. Yeah, Hans, yeah, I know. But he knows so much. You would have to... Yeah, I know what I would have to do. I tell him that so he knows it's better he leaves us alone. And it is dark you do as I tell you, Louise. Take him away. Burn them. I will try to get that rifle back, and then no more will I let him hide things in our truck. Walk with me first, my dressing top, Louise. And then when the show starts, take your basket far away from here. Make sure you are not followed. Yeah, Hans, I understand. I am so glad you have made up your mind to break with that man. He is no good, Hans. Yeah, so you told me. Now I find out for myself. Hello, Hans. Uh, who is it? Big hearty, Hans. Uh, going over to get ready for your act? Yeah. Gullabies. Go now on your errand. Oh, is this Mrs. Stormer? Yeah, yeah, this is my wife. Uh, Gullabies, or you'll be late. Yeah, Hans. Good night, Mr. Hardy. I thought she helped you get ready for your act, Hans. Only when I wish it. Now I must go. I must get my cats out of the wagon. I must go. All right, Hans. Uh, I'll be watching your act. I do not forget that you accused me of many things today, Mr. Hardy. Good night. Good night. I wonder why he was so anxious to hurry her off. Oh, Billy. Billy. Yeah, Vic. What do you want? Come here a minute. What's the matter? You discover something? Billy, Hans Stormer just sent his wife away. Said that he wanted her to do an errand. I want you to follow her, find out where she goes and what that errand is. Which way'd she go, Vic? Wait a second now. Oh, there she is. Is here over there near Lady Thunder's wagon, that woman carrying a basket. You think she has something in that basket? I don't know, Billy, but I want you to follow her and keep out of sight. Okay, Vic. Where'll you be when I get back? In our truck. Hurry, Billy. <laughs> Talking too fast, Billy. Now, start at the beginning again. You left here and followed Mrs. Stormer. Where did she go? Well, she circled the lot, across the airfield, went through those woods to the south, and then walked to the middle of a big field. I had to stay hidden in the woods. What then, Billy? She started a bonfire. And you know that basket she was carrying? She put that whole thing right in the bonfire. She stood there watching it burn until it died out completely. I saw her kicking the ashes around. Then she walked back here. That's all. What do you suppose she burned up, Vic? I don't know, but we're going out there the first thing in the morning. Uh, could you take us back to that place, Billy? Oh, sure. There's a little path running through the woods. I could take you right to it. Oh, by the way, I met Smoker at his plane, and he's taking off tomorrow for the next town. Oh, I wonder why he's leaving so early. Lady Thunder said the show is not going to pull out of here until 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning. He's going to take his plane in for repairs at Eagle Pass. It's only a one-day stand, and he wants to get there early. Oh, I see. Oh, there he goes. Uh, getting back to Mrs. Stormer, did she do anything else suspicious, Billy? No, I didn't notice anything, Jack. When she got back here, she met her husband at the menage top, and they walked back to their truck together. I got up as close as I could, but I didn't hear him say anything to tie him up with the Phantom. I wish we'd sent that rifle back to El Paso this afternoon, Jack. Find out if Stormer owns it. If we were certain of that, we could get him to tell what he knows. You still feel he's hiding something, eh, Vic? Of course, Jack. Well, nothing more we can do tonight. Might as well turn in. Uh, Billy, one of the Border Patrol planes will land here at daybreak. I want you to see to it that the pilot gets that rifle. Wrap it carefully. It is wrapped, Vic. Well, let's get ready for bed. Oh, 
Gone it, I wish I knew what was in that basket she burned. Vicky, you don't suppose it was... Hey, maybe it could have been. But what would she be doing with anything like that? Anything like what, Billy? Oh, what I was talking about. Dope. <laughs> That's what you were talking about, huh? So we can find out in the morning, Billy. Better hit the sack, fella. That plane will be setting down about 4.30 or 5. I'm hurrying, Vic. Night, Jack. Night, Billy. Where'd you put that rifle, Billy? Right under my cot, Jack. Dick. Dick, you hear that? Huh? Uh, what'd you say, Jack? Wait a second. Uh, I thought I heard something outside the truck. Must have been one of the dogs. Sorry, I woke you up, Dick. Oh, that's all right, Jack. Night. See you in the morning. Stormers in league with the Phantom. Oh, I'll think about it tomorrow. You'll think about what tomorrow, Jack? Oh, excuse me, Billy. It was nothing. Go to Did you see what I saw? A huge African lion jumped into the truck where Jack Armstrong, Vic, and Billy are sleeping. Tom Stormer, the trainer, is after that rifle. Why? Is he actually connected with a notorious smuggler? Believe you me, I want to know how Jack and his friends get out of this one. You do too. So be sure, all of you, to listen tomorrow for the next exciting episode of Jack Armstrong and the Phantom of the Sawdust Trail. <laughs> Norman Kraft inviting you to be with me tomorrow for another thrilling adventure with Jack Armstrong, the All-American Boy. Listen, it's an airplane. That airplane motor sounded kind of weak, didn't it? Makes you wonder whether that plane will ever reach the ground safely again. Well, listen. Forty years ago, back in 1907, your Army Air Force flew planes with motors just like that. Faltering, sputtering engines that were barely efficient, scarcely dependable. And the planes themselves were made of wood and cloth and wire. Today, your Army Air Force has planes that sound like, well, listen. Those engines sound pretty powerful, don't they? And that's the kind of planes your Army Air Force has today. Huge transport planes that circle the globe jet-propelled aircraft that travel almost as fast as sound, Sikorsky helicopters, many others. Tomorrow, your Army Air Force celebrates its 40th birthday. 
thrilling displays of air power will be featured at your nearby Air Force installations, displays to show you and me the progress your AAF has made and continues to make. So don't miss this opportunity to see the air power that won the war, demonstrated as air power to keep the peace. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.